Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not, in Jesus' name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Witchcraft in the church via this doctrine called the covering doctrine, the covering doctrine. I engaged in a conversation with a man today who asked me who my covering was. He says, quote, who is your covering? I am submitted to my pastor, he says. To whom he will give account to God how I was under his care. Hebrews 13, 17 and Acts 2, they were under the apostles' teaching. That's not true. They were under the, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. That didn't mean the apostles were unduly controlling them. Okay, he goes on to say Ephesians 4, that God gave apostles. He also warns us twice in the New Testament about false apostles specifically. And let me say right here that this guy's under false apostles, obviously. And then he says, no covering, and it's not biblical. And then he says, dude, who hurts you? I feel for you. Hiding behind these verses, which I gave him, to justify your rebellion, trying to sound spiritual. Then he writes, I've seen this too many times. Prayers. Anyway, the guy is sincere, apparently, but sincerely deceived. Let's talk about what he said here. I asked him, who is your covering? That's how I answered him proceeded to talk about how there's only one covering for the disciple of Jesus, and that's the Almighty himself, not some fraud positioning himself, his sinful self over you, which is pure witchcraft. And what is witchcraft, saints? Witchcraft is undue control from one person over another. And the only reason why people control others is because they're not giving the control of their own life over to the Lord. That's what it boils down to. It's a crossless individual, a person who is full of self, whose God is their belly, they're enemies of the cross of Christ. And that's the type of person who is trying to bring others under their control. And what they do is they use this covering doctrine, which is nothing but pure witchcraft, and uh, they... By the lies, they actually gain control over others. That's the issue right here. Notice 2 Peter 2.19. The Bible tells us here, saints, that when you receive a lie, you will be brought under bondage to the sinful wolf who told you that lie. Listen closely, 2 Peter 2.19. While they promise them liberty, the false teachers specifically, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, that is, by lies and heresies, of the same is he brought in bondage. See, if you're overcome by a lie, if you allow a lie into your life, the person who told you that lie is going to bring you under their bondage. And they are planning 
playing you like a fool. Flattery is their tools. Many of us have experienced, many listening, hundreds of thousands or if not millions of Christians across America can testify to how this all goes down on the local church level. You know, think about it. You visit a church, they eagerly greet you with a smile, hiding their darkness behind that smile. Little do you realize at that time, when you, especially when you're a young Christian, that they are setting a trap to catch you in. So the flattery and the disingenuous concerns, quote-unquote, begins. The flattering things they will tell you is stuff like, God has put favor on your life. The Lord has called you. Stuff like that. Like, the Lord is going to use you. He's gifted you and all this other stuff. Like a hunter after his prey, controlling wolves have to position you or to trick you in order to get you ensnared or trapped in their clutches. And again, remember 2 Timothy 2.19, which I want you to memorize, of whom a man is overcome of the same is he brought in bondage. If you allow someone to overcome you by receiving a lie, then they're going to bring you in their bondage. And one of the ways that that happens today is this witchcraft doctrine called the covering doctrine. There's only one covering for the true believer, and that's the Lord. That's the Lord himself only. Jesus didn't die shed his blood on the cross, be buried and raised again from the dead so that you could be put onto anybody else's leadership and headship except his. In Hebrews 2.10, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the captain of our salvation. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 15, the scripture says that Jesus is the only blessed, the blessed and only potentate or supreme ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords. In Colossians 2, verses 18 and 19, the Bible Bible speaks of false teachers who do not uphold Jesus as the head of his body, but they must displace him with their own so-called headship or phony covering. That's Colossians 2, 18 and 19. You know, the Bible says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow or the covering of the Almighty. Only the Lord can cover you. I want you to look this up on the website because we've got a full article on it, a full post. It's called covering witchcraft busted and exposed this is a major issue with the lord listen beloved if you're bought with the blood of jesus you have individual priesthood with god through christ that doesn't mean you're not submitted one to another uh, after that fact with all of the members of the body of christ but you see what they do is use this covering doctrine to bring you under undue control when the bible says you are called to liberty and where the spirit of the lord is there's liberty. Second Corinthians 3.17, where the Spirit of the Lord dwells in the life of the born-again, abiding, obedient believer, there is liberty, not bondage. So when you start feeling and sensing bondage, that's the time to put your hand out like, whoa, and red flags should be flying. Galatians 5.1 says, let us stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That would pertain to any yoke of bondage that's undue. In this case, 
the Galatians had been bewitched. Again, witchcraft, it's interesting, that's right there in chapter 3, Galatians 3, I believe it's verse 1. Who hath bewitched you? And also in the fifth chapter, right here in this fifth chapter, there are 17 soul-damning works of the flesh listed, and one of them is witchcraft. These false apostles are ministers of Satan, and they are operating in witchcraft to bring other people, believers, under their bondage. But the Bible says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. No yoke of bondage. Any yoke of bondage can only come from disobedience to the Word of God. And understanding and knowing the full counsel of God's Word is very, very important to your liberty remaining intact. It's only the truth and obedience to it that makes us free and keeps us free. In Revelation 2, Jesus addresses this exact covering witchcraft doctrine that we see still circulating and operating in the church world today. The Son of God says he specifically hates the evil, controlling witchcraft deeds and doctrines of the Nico Nicolaitans, which means to conquer the laity or the people. That's Revelation chapter 2, verse 6 and 15. Jesus said he hated the deeds and the doctrines of the Nico, which means conquer, laetanes, which means people or the people. See, he hates when false ministers conquer or bring into bondage the people. And what I always do, as I did with this fellow that asked me who my covering was, is I simply asked him, who is it that you're submitted to? And he said, his pastor. And then I said, well, who's he submitted to? And then I backed him all the way up. Who is he submitted to? You see, in other words, this is just another Catholic cult system where everybody has to submit to mere men. But when Jesus died, the veil of the temple was rent. It was cut in twain by the miracle of God, Mark fifteen thirty eight, And that represented God came out to meet every man on an individual basis. Any man who is intercepting that vital union between an individual believer and the Lord is operating in witchcraft and is under the judgment of a holy God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And if you're putting yourself between God and an individual born-again believer, you have become their idol and you're under divine judgment guarantee. Now this guy, he mentioned the two verses that are often used by the false apostles, these control freak covering witchcraft wolves. And these two verses I took and shared what they really meant. Notice these guys don't teach people, these false teachers who teach this covering doctrine, they don't teach people about submitting to God without which you have no relationship with God and you can't overcome the devil because the Bible says submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You have to be submitted to the Lord. And that's what the Bible first and foremost speaks about. For the individual to love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love their neighbor as himself, to submit to God. But these guys aren't going to teach that, but they are going to heavy-handedly and unduly take Hebrews 13, verse 7 and 17 out of context. And let me show you how they do that. Notice how they bring people into bondage by taking these two verses out of context for their own greedy, self-serving purposes. Think about it. Once they get you submitted to them, they're going to get your money, right? 
Think they got a little incentive there? You better believe it. Hebrews 13, 7 says, Remember them that have the rule over you, who have noticed, who have spoken unto you the word of God. That's what's key right there. Whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Now, those who you are to submit to one to another and elders in the body of Christ. First of all, it's not this undue submission where you submit your whole life and all your decisions to them. That's ridiculous. Nothing but witchcraft. You better run as fast as you can if you see that or you. You're under that garbage. That's total witchcraft. Notice, you're to submit to those who have spoken unto you the word of God. That is, that includes in context. They preach the word. And that means they preach that first and foremost, you are to submit to God, not to them. In fact, that's exactly what Paul says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5. Listen to this. If this doesn't nail it, what does? Paul is speaking here to the Corinthians. And he says, in this they did, the believers. Not as we hope, but first gave their own, first did what? Gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. First and foremost, they submitted to the Lord. And then, and only then, as unto the Lord, were they submitted to Paul and the other elders. Notice 2 Corinthians one twenty four says this, Not that we have dominion over your faith. Oh boy, there it is. See, no man has dominion over your faith. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but we are helpers of your joy. For by faith that is in God, ye stand. See, Paul announced openly that he didn't have dominion over anybody's faith. And why? Well, because Paul didn't die for anybody's sins. Therefore, he had no claim to put himself in that place of headship over anybody else's life or to dare to assume such a place over the lives of God's people who were purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ, the head, the one head of his body. Notice how we see that in 1 Corinthians it's 16, 12. Paul writes this, 1 Corinthians 16, 12, as touching or concerning our brother Apollos, I greatly desired him to come unto you with the brethren. Paul wanted Apollos, notice, to go minister to the Corinthians. That wasn't a bad desire, was it? No. But who did Paul leave that up to? He left it up to Apollos and to God. He didn't try to control the situation. He says here to the Corinthians, look, I desire for Apollos to come preach and minister to you guys. But watch this. His will, Apollos' will, his free will and his God-given liberty before the Lord was exercised in a different way. But his will was not at all to come at this time. But he will come when he has, he shall have a convenient time. Notice Paul didn't argue with uh, Apollos. Paul didn't assert his authority. I'm an apostle and I've seen Jesus in the flesh. And Paul didn't pull out any authority, any apostolic authority. He didn't operate in that kind of witchcraft that would violate the word of God. Paul let Apollos make his own decision. Let me read it again. It's touching our brother Apollos. I greatly desired him to come unto you with the brethren. But his will, Apollos's will, as every individual has, every individual believer, his will was not at all to come at this time. But he will come when he shall have a convenient time. Paul did not assert himself as some kind of a dictatorial, controlling leader over other people. And that's clear from this passage right here in 1 Corinthians 16, 12. This covering doctrine is nothing but witchcraft. And when you buy into it, then they're going to bring you under their bondage. Okay, so Hebrews 13, 7, which we just reviewed, 
is one of the verses these devils use. These covering wolves, they're not speaking the word of God in context to the people. And therefore, they should not and do not qualify. You shouldn't submit to them. They don't qualify for it because they're telling you to submit to them, but they're not teaching you to submit to Christ. They're not giving you the word of God. They're not speaking it to you in the context of the whole of Scripture. So they don't qualify. That verse isn't talking about them. Notice he used this fella to prove his point. He's just basically regurgitating and parroting what he's been taught by these wolves. Hebrews thirteen seventeen. he used that verse also, verse 7 and 17. Here's verse 17, saints, let's read it. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. They wa- Notice, they watch for your souls. If they were watching for your souls, they'd be doing everything Thing they could to foster your dependence upon Christ and not them. So they again, they don't qualify to be using this verse either in Hebrews 13, 17, because they're not preaching. The Bible says, you are bought with a price. Be ye not the servants of men. 1 Corinthians 7, 23. Memorize it. 1 Corinthians 7, 23. Be ye not the servants of men, for you are bought with a price. Could that be any clearer? The Bible tells us when we receive a lie, we're going to be brought under bondage to the person that has taught us and told us that lie. And it couldn't be any clearer. There's more in the post on safeguardyoursoul.com. Again, just put in covering in the search box and it'll come up. It's titled Covering Witchcraft Busted and Exposed. The Bible tells us to first and foremost, saints, and primarily to submit yourselves, therefore, to God, James 4, 7, not men. Ministers of Satan himself posing as representatives of Christ take a couple of verses out of context in Hebrews 13, as we just reviewed, to wield their witchcraft over biblically illiterate, gullible dupes who are then brought under bondage to Satan himself through these false ministers who are ministers of Satan. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 12 through 15 tells us that there are ministers of Satan who are posing as ministers for Christ, and they aren't. Some people are so gullible, they think that just because somebody has a some kind of Bible degree or seminary degree and sets up their little church business in a building, that they're somehow automatically ordained of God. you got to be kidding me. Okay, Jesus didn't die to save you, beloved saints, so that mere sinful men could reign or rule over your life. Beware, discern biblically, know the counsel of God's word so that you will not be destroyed for lack of knowledge. And that is the whole counsel of God. And let me just say this, saints, on a personal note, based upon the word of God and the full counsel of it, if I sense that anyone dares to attempt to manipulate or control any other believer, including myself, they will be met with absolute strong rebuke and called to repent of their sin, lay down their life, and truly submit to the Lord, and actually marked if they're not going to repent, and usually they won't. The root of this is witchcraft, and those wielding it are simply not submitted to God themselves. They act like they are, but they aren't. Because if they were, they wouldn't be trying to exercise witchcraft and bewitch you and others. This usually, as I mentioned earlier, fools younger believers who erroneously think that these guys 
of God's ministers because they set up their church building and they got a lot of people going there and the music's good. That doesn't make them of God. You shall know them by their fruit. Not, and that, that means the fruit of their doctrine and the love of God in their personal life, not by these other outward things. So beware, saints. I encourage you to beware and stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free, and be not entangled again with any yoke of bondage. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several, many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners have been being reached every month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting, and feel free to visit our donate page on the site, and you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so, and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.